Welcome to We Like Having Fun, uh, an Office Hours live recap podcast. Today we are recapping the show from June 17th, a Wednesday show, a hump day show, brought to you by Camel Cigarettes. They never got into that, I don't think, during the show. Uh, my name is Mike. I'm joined by my co-host, Carl Cortez, out in Philly. Carl, how are we doing today? How's the weather? The weather's just fine. It's overcast. It's supposed to rain for a few days. Uh, but besides that, it's humid. It feels like Florida, which is pretty fun, I guess. Florida and Philly. Okay, very good. Uh, up here in the Buffalo region, it has been gorgeous all week. Just uh, 80 degrees, full sun for I think this is going to happen till Sunday. So we're enjoying it. Um, I'm inside right now, so we're uh, we're going to rip through this podcast so I can get back uh, in the sun and uh, spend some time outside. Right off the top, Carl, we have to address uh, if anybody has been listening to After Hours and everything, they would have heard that I I got on the show and talked to Tim and the guys a little bit. And, Carl, you didn't have a chance to be on there, and I feel bad because... Uh, <laughs> Tim took that to his advantage to kind of, you know, razz you a little bit, as he said. Uh, so I just want to, before we start, ask if you have any, what's your just initial response to that, listening to that? How, how did you feel? What, what do you got to say? I did not expect my name to be addressed. I didn't know you were going to be on there live. So that was cool. Shout out to you. Your microphone worked, unlike mine, <laughs> when I was on. Uh it was cool that they listened. I think that this is definitely a very niche podcast with a very specific topic that only so many fans of Office Hours are going to be looking towards. Um, as far as the structure, we're learning. Mike, mm -hmm. you've been doing podcasts for however long, so that's cool. I've done one before, um, not, and, not, and not that that means anything, but... Uh, most of the time, you pretty much crush it, so there's really not too much for me to add as far as, um, I forget exactly the words that were mentioned, but normally I'm just like, yeah, like you nailed it. Like, I, I don't add sure. too much, yeah. I think that's the whole purpose of a guest or side host. It's just like, yeah, like, oh, yeah. Like, I don't have, like, a good pun to throw in for everything, so uh -huh. I just... Uh, well, I think I think sure. Tim is giving you, giving you a hard time just... That's the shtick here. You know, I, I wouldn't take it too personally. Um, I did listen back and I felt like, oh, man, I, I just felt bad that, like, you weren't even there and people are giggling. And, um, you know, I, I just didn't want you to think I was just totally throwing you under the bus or anything. So I, I, I felt bad. But I think the show's been going great. I've enjoyed uh, doing it with you and we're going to keep doing it if you're up for it, which I hopefully you are. And... Um, yeah, we're working it out. So we're going to figure out new ways to, to get you involved. And I think we've been doing that um, to some extent. So maybe I'll try to, you know, think of ways to, to open it up a little bit more and maybe not uh, hog the spotlight as far as um, leading the, the way as much to try to get you involved more. And um, they had talked about other co-hosts, and I, I'd always thought um, that I kind of wanted a third person or, or somebody we had talked about it before like that that might be interesting so some people have reached out to me after that recording uh, or after listening to after hours that were like whoa what's this all about which is obviously great promotion for the show so we can get into that later um but yeah let's for my replacement 
<laughs> Definitely not. Carl's not going anywhere, anybody. All right, Tim. Okay, Tim, Carl's going to be here, okay? Carl Cortez from Philly. He's got a very important question for you. We're going to track him down one of these weeks and and get him on the line in after hours so he can talk to you about it. Yeah. But, and at that Let's, point, it's just going to be dumb. Like, wow, I waited this many weeks just for this dumb question. Yeah, you're going to have to change it now. You're also gonna have to come very up with something. niche. Yeah, I'll have to dig deep into, like, yeah. I don't know, Allentown history or something like that. Sure. The Lehigh Valley. Yeah. All right, well, let's just start. Right off the top, I thought it was really strong energy, which was good. It seems like when things are clicking and the tech is working, they're, everybody's in a great mood and they're all kind of uh, getting into it really quick. Some fun music off the top. Yeah, that song and, was new. Uh, I don't think they've used that before. Yeah, that was a fun, new, bouncy, fun jam to get a different energy off the start. I think the I like having fun, I like to laugh song maybe just doesn't last long. There's not enough vamp on it, as they'd say. So um, they picked another song that they could just jam and keep the energy going off of, which is maybe a note they took from their show last week where it kind of fell off at the beginning of the show so that's how we started we talked about uh the garth brooks documentary tim's been watching for a while kind of went down a garth brooks hole there for a while have you seen this garth brooks thing or do you no, know some but, of the viral uh, they shit definitely have got me interested in it if it's four hours for a documentary on garth brooks <laughs> who i don't know anything about um, had you had you seen that Facebook video that they were talking about? The one they kind of played a clip from. Have you ever seen that? I have not. Okay, that's funny. I had seen that. That that's a really funny one. Um, and yeah, that's that's cute. Um, I thought the the joke it, it like led the, the after going full down the rabbit hole, it, it ended up at a place where they said, "Imagine Garth Brooks." reading hallmark cards you know at night yeah <laughs> rather than a book he bed. just reads through yeah yeah that was funny um country music's a fascinating uh genre i can't say i've gotten too into i don't know just does johnny cash count as country sure classic country i, I can I, I listen to willie's roadhouse on sirius when i'm in a, a rental car that has the sirius xm ui i'll do the yeah, everyone has their go-to serious XM yeah. rental car station. It's funny. Sure. Willie's Roadhouse, Soul Town, some good ones. I'm um, an 80s on 8 person. Okay, 80s on 8. That says something about Carl. Um, Mork and Mindy sequel. Um, I don't I I think I I think Doug just started playing Mork uh, drops. And that kind of opened up this uh Mork and Mindy bit that went on for a little bit that sounded funny that Tim had some sequel idea of Mork after Mindy. Uh, all very silly, very light and fun and, and kept that energy going. Um, I'm too young for Mork and Mindy, so I'm not real familiar with it. I mean, I obviously know what it is, and but I don't think I've ever watched a full episode. Did you ever watch an episode of that, Carl? Way back when it was on Nick at Night, I just remember Robin Williams was in it, and I think he plays an alien, and that's my knowledge to a degree uh -huh. yeah that that is about all i know basically yeah. but it's but very kind of b-movie shit yeah you know i think it's stuff. interesting how i mean going back to the tim and eric universe how robin williams has come up again and again is like a figure that i think they find fascinating uh the one er episode from tim and eric i can recall is when they uh, have Eric giving Tim his own Robin Williams to uh, improve his comedy. Do you uh -huh. recall this episode? Uh, it rings a little bit of a bell. I, I don't remember it yeah. too 
<laughs> it sounds it sounds familiar, but I it's been a while since I watched a, that. It's stuff. a random one. I feel as if it's from one of the first two seasons, but huh. they have this Robin Williams impersonator there, and just how this impersonator follows Tim along and just becomes annoying with Robin Williams isms, and has hairy arms too at the end of the episode yeah. when they show him signing this like weird memory book. Um, but yeah, that's funny that they brought up Mark and Mindy. And then they had another thing with Robin Williams recently that Doug brought up. Yeah. Robin Williams is fascinating. It's just, he is just a very, very strange yeah. human being that. And here's the link. Uh, oh yeah. Here's the link that, uh, his daughter's name Zelda. Did you know that? Oh, uh, I think I did. She's an actress, right? I think so. Yeah. 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 I, th- I think I knew that kind of in the back of my brain. I wouldn't have gun to my head i might not be able to said that but yeah zelda there we go yeah. zelda i'm expecting uh some zelda talk later don't yeah. you worry carl it's the holy trinity it's it's uh robin williams <laughs> to his daughter to zelda to us yeah. yes or the holy uh, square whatever uh city of the day city of the day was next um i will say the city of the day theme song for some reason gets stuck in my head more even more than I like having fun, which used to get stuck in my head quite a bit. But City of the Day, I swear to God, all day I'm just humming it. And one of the reasons is because I've been in contact with the City of the Day official Twitter guy. And um, he uh, he told me the code of City of the Day, or at least a big, big part of the code. I don't know if I should share it with the show right now. What do you, th- what do you think, Carl? Should I share it or should we keep it a mystery? Uh, not... Keep it a mystery, but... Keep it a mystery? It- I guess yeah, narrow it been... down to is it something with the lettering or something where there's a specific theme with these locations? Uh, it has nothing to do with lettering. Okay. I will say that much. Um, I guess the logic part of me was thinking, well, they reused California so many times and mm-hmm. the town was the same letter for that town. Yeah. I think once <laughs> once the code is cracked for you, it's very it makes total sense why they'd be doing that. Um but it, in another sense, I don't know. I, I can't really explain too much without spoiling it. But um, but I'm glad I know because it was uh, I was looking at letters and stuff and trying to decode the city of the day, and I really didn't know. But city of the days really turned into an excuse to do their commer- their sponsor for city of the day, basically, because the city of the day is not terribly interesting itself. And nobody, um, usually nobody is from the locations that they talk about. So that's a clue right there, Carl. Oh, okay. Um, so this week it was seed seed protein spray. Um, they, they've gotten more absurd week to week, I think. We, we talked a lot about semen and uh, a sperm and, and stuff during this during this chat. Um, they had the they had this nice commercial music going uh, in the background, which I thought was fun, but. Yeah, um, I imagine they're, you know, this has become a, a little bit of a writing chore every week where they have to come up with another one of these sponsors, a new one every week. But uh, protein spray is funny. I think that's funny. It's it's very much in the, the Cinco line of things. I wonder who's, I wonder if they're taking turns coming up with these, if it's a collaborative effort. Uh, what do you think? What do you think of seed protein spray? Do anything for you? It almost seems as if they could improvise these with how quick they are to just go into details on any item that they bring well, up. Tim is clearly reading from like some sort of pre-written yeah. thing, kind of like a commercial uh, copy. So 
there's definitely they definitely have to talk about it a little bit. If anything in the show is something they have to kind of discuss, it's the city of the day. I'm wondering if Matt does it. I, I, we will find out. Oh, as far uh, as the city, yeah, I'm sure they talk about it. Oh no, the I'm sorry, the yeah, the sponsor, the sponsor. Yeah. Okay. That they um, yeah they might chat a little bit more about, but it almost seems as if they could do it on their own. Or Tim could just yeah, improvise the whole thing. Sure. Maybe it'd be fun if one of them was just like, all right, I'm going to do it this week. And the first time you hear it is on there and then you just got to roll with it. Uh, that would be an interesting kind of project. Um, all right. So then um, then Bauer comes on. Did you know who Bauer was? No, but that was interesting if he's also from Philly and the TJ. And then that yeah. into more South Philly stuff that's going on currently. Harry Bauer Rodriguez. I thought it was funny that what song did he do? he did Harlem Shake or something? He did he he produced like a big song and must have that must his big be his big claim to fame. But I liked how Tim just kinda <laughs> just kinda you know, treated him a certain way during it, like was I don't know if Tim knew I I assume Tim did not know much about him or didn't care to research much and just kind of you know, kept it just kind of busted his chops a little bit and kind of was a little disrespectful in a funny way for the audience. And I'm sure since Bauer's a fan, he was he was all game for that. But um, and Bauer's a huge fan. Um, he does Twitch streams, which is a, a theme from today's episode. And um, I thought yeah. one interesting thing that came from this was they talked about the Twitch streams, how Bauer said he, you know, he um, gets all sorts of random people coming in and talking to him and tim said he misses the the sort of abuse he would get from the people skyping and from the phone calls like the randomness of the trolls and the the abuse and i'm gonna say i agree with that i'm gonna say the zoom is like it's all people that are just so happy to be on and happy to be there it just kind of changes the vibe when you get these creeps it really gave tim a chance to get mad you know and just get him yelling about shit and and i mean that was really one of the better parts of the show um for me personally what do you, you have any thoughts on that yeah any tim rants wonderful i definitely agree that the zoom brings a different kind of audience in where it's almost as if although they're not paying to be there it's as if they're invested in what's going on like i don't think someone would hop into the zoom and it would be their first episode that they've listened to like they've probably invested time listening to other episodes and then they've created this interest so much that they decide they want to see it i guess live if you want to call it a live zoom mm-hmm. yeah. yeah maybe they could maybe they could do like a back like a side door skype entrance or something where because i think what would happen was tim would just tweet out a phone number and then all those trolls and and dicks on twitter would see that and just be like all right i'm gonna hammer this line and you know it'd almost be like the real fans would be on Zoom. If you want to take a, a maybe a troll call, you'd, you'd jump over to the Skype. That's a suggestion yeah. for I, you guys if I you're feel listening. As if uh, the last like debate or rant he went on was with Robert Davi, and that was from a bit ago. So all of the phone calls since then, I feel as if have been like cool to like hear intel and just see what's going on, especially in COVID times. Because uh, maybe it's just the climate of people now, or they're just not trying to debate or get into heated stuff. Like I've definitely seen a temperature change of the show as a whole where it's not as much of like people are coming in with different opinions or Tim's going off on people. It's mostly people who are invested in the show and just have a question. 
Yeah, uh, Tim phrased it as like we're just it's a lot more positive, which you know, you, you know, you can never can c- complain about that. I mean, positivity is good, so it, maybe it's good, but there is a little bit of that darkness that we we all sort of miss cuz some good comedy can come out of that. Yeah. Um, but like you said, right now is not maybe not the best time for heated debates and you know, it's just a time for people to to learn to listen and educate themselves and, and they've been doing a good job with that. So um Tim told Bauer to to rag his dad over dinner. He almost used Bauer as like a little way, you know, as a guy to kind of to rip on a little bit, um, which which was good. He kind of turned it into that. Um, next thing I have of note was uh, I don't know. I don't know how they got to. I think maybe a caller had brought up the something about the kids from Awesome Show, all the young actors that they use, like bringing them back. Yep. Um, uh, that was, you know, obviously a very interesting idea and really makes you think, damn, that show was on a long time ago. I cannot believe how yeah. long I've been kind of following this universe. Um, That'd be, yeah, interesting if they went that route because there are, I mean, like so many Cinco products and so many off little random things. That'd be interesting to see where everyone's at. Shit that kids would definitely not have understood what the hell they were doing at the time, and yeah. were just their their parents just had them do this thing, and now they would understand. It's probably be an interesting thing. Yeah. Um, I think they would definitely, uh, or they should definitely consider talking to the one guy from Candy Tales that became a meme. Yeah, like that yeah. one in particular, I feel as it blew um, up so much more than uh, people expected, just because of yeah, I th- culture. I th- I think Office Hours is a good place to have that kind of a thing especially if there's like a i don't want to say a slow week or if just like oh you need like kind of a random i think all the at least a lot of the fans would be cool to be thrown a awesome show bone here or there um so tim said something about like he has so many great ideas i forget the exact uh quote but they said oh you can clip that one out because that's uh you know it's just one of these classic tim uh talking himself up uh kind of trump isms that are very funny and then we get to um andrew callahan uh did you know about all gas no breaks i've seen an episode or a video before but i never i never kept watching consistently enough to know that he was the person behind it um but yeah that guy crushes it with all the interviews that he does um, I had one, I eventually looked at his page and there was one that I didn't finish from the, uh, AVN convention, I think it's called. So, okay. yeah, that guy crushes it. And it's amazing cause he doesn't have <clears throat> the largest video selection on YouTube. Like he hasn't been doing this forever and ever. Like, I think he only has 16 videos up, but he's crushed it enough there to keep that momentum yeah. going which is I, cool. I, he's on instagram a lot he does a lot of these just one minute instagram videos and instagram stories and stuff so are you an instagram guy or are you not an instagram are you i can't remember not, not really social? no carl's not in it not you're like a not a social media guy at all I'm right not. that's that's good i mean i'm I, I praise that that's that's hard i mean yeah. i've always been saying like i i want to get off this shit but i, I do have a couple businesses and things that like i need to be on there like it's the way to promote so i have to be on there but yeah yeah, so i looked up the i hadn't heard much about him but once i saw the videos i was like oh yeah this guy okay like i i recognized him um 
And the shit is really good. I mean, if if you want to see some really interesting takes on the protests, um, I'd say definitely check out All Gas, No Breaks. Because he's very, like, he's like, I don't know. He finds people, he kind of is, like, making fun of some of the protesters. And he's kind of, I mean, he's definitely finding, like, the craziest fucking people you could ever imagine. Um, But also there's some other ones that are, like, He's like walking around a tar- he's like right in there, right in the buildings while they're burning down and like watching the shit and like so you get like a very realistic kind of um you know thought provoking kind of look into the into that scene and into all the scenes. So really good. He was a really good interview. I thought he he fit the the vibe well um and at one point um he said something about Alex Jones, and the boys just fucking ripped their Alex yeah, Jones. They, that was Alex a big Jones exp- of AJ. Yeah, they'd been waiting for those drops. It was just like, you know, Doug had the Alex Jones fucking folder that he clicked, and it was just yeah, like, he ba-boom. just copied everything in the folder and just hit play. Probably. Yeah. Um, we'll get to the Seattle's. We could just transition actually. Um, Tim had mentioned the Joker video. That I think that was one of his most recent videos which is really fucking weird it's like these guys with their faces tattooed all up just talking fucking nonsense it's crazy so all gas no brakes very cool so we're talking about seattle and um the next guest which came pretty quickly after andrew was omari salisbury who's at chop which um andrew had mentioned but then they got a lot more deeper into which um chop uh, stands for the Capitol Hill Organized or Occupied Protest. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd heard a little bit about this craziness going on in Seattle, but I hadn't, you know, this was kind of the first hearing somebody kind of explain everything and what's going on. It is fascinating what yeah. happened there. Um, really, really wild. Um, you got to wonder how long, you know, what, how long does this last? Like, what, is this just a thing now? Like, it's, it's pretty incredible. Um, and I, I love that they're, you know, everything's free and, um, they're just helping people out. It's like such a great little microcosm of an example of something that could, that could happen if, you know, communities kind of rebonded and you started from scratch and said no this is the way you can have a neighborhood this is how you could do it we'll look out for each other we don't need a police precinct we got people here and everybody's taking care of each other it's really a beautiful thing and um it was really nice to hear from him um what'd you think of that did you know much about that before uh seeing this i've heard a bit about seattle and what's going on there with chop and I've also heard that some parties in Seattle have just kind of let it happen and be like, there, here you go, like, have it. Mm-hmm. have just given it up. And that's interesting because I can recall back in, I think, 2011 or 2010, there was an Occupy movement similar at a City Hall where people were tempt- or had tents and everything going um, there. So it's mm-hmm. interesting to hear what's going on in other parts of the world in a similar type of fashion because I know I was around to see it and... At some points it got ugly and then at some point everybody left and went home. And I think after that happened, they just demolished the whole area and they had it. I don't know if it was designed to be just resurfaced and redone because that was inevitably what happened after the Occupy movement where the whole 
city hall area just got redone but uh mm. it's interesting to hear that this is going on and i'm curious to see what becomes of it yeah like you said these protests with people tenting out i feel like in portland and seattle some of these uh pacific northwest cities become a place where a lot of people end up and um need stuff and you know need support and need help and so it's great that they've set this up and i know there's a lot more to it than that that i that i don't know um but i think it would be they talked about doing a remote show up there uh which that would be super cool right to see them all out that would be incredible yeah so yeah our podcast uh boys we think any kind of remote or any kind of like you know, specialty show like that would be so fun for everybody if you could set it up somehow. So, um, yeah, maybe, yeah, that would be, that would be neat. So rent a tent on Airbnb. Yeah. The tents on Airbnb. That's funny. Um, it's so strange. Um, but yeah, really cool. So read up about chop. Um, uh, if you don't know, if you know, if you didn't learn enough, there's a shit ton of articles out there, obviously. And, um, yeah, really, really, inspiring what's going on there um the guests keep rolling in the show here very very uh content filled regular show which is kind of what it's turning into where really the the calls happen after but uh lemmy are you a lemmy guy i I was i was wondering i was like is carl gonna know who lemmy is he carl's a video gamer like uh, you know i just learned about pewdiepie who was another video game streamer recently through the yeah uh, rabbit hole podcast but let me sounds like something i would be into anybody that streams games i'm interested in uh that's something i've cons- been considering uh doing did you so you didn't know about like his comedy you'd never heard of Limmy show or no any of that stuff no. okay no but i love motorhead yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i had Carl to loves double motorhead. check in i'm like wait no that's a that's uh that's yeah. how it's spelled it's not Lemmy. Yeah. okay uh-huh yeah, um, um, sounds like something I could get into. It's cool that he's made a. I mean, I looked at his net worth, and he's done pretty well for himself. <laughs> oh yeah, what's that net worth? Six million. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, Lemmy doing well, sitting at home playing video games. Um, Incredible. Yeah, I. Uh, I looked. I mean, I didn't know much about him. I, I'd heard of this. I, you know, it like rang a bell, and it might even be because of of Tim and Eric, you know, like back in the Tim and Eric days, people comparing it and stuff, but. I tried watching some. Um, Jesus Christ, I cannot understand a fucking word this guy's saying. Like, I and I love a nice accent. I love a show with a nice accent. I I could even get into the real strong Scottish accent, but I watched a Twitch compilation video and I was like, "What is going on?" I mean, I understood the humor. It was very silly, and I could completely understand why people would would like it. It's very goofy. Um, him playing video games and being way over the top with his reactions and stuff. And then I watched a couple minutes of a couple of the Lemmy's show, which is from a long time ago, I think maybe 10 years ago or so. And, um, yeah, it was, it was cute. It was, you know, I didn't think it was, you know, unbelievably, uh, original or or amazing or anything, but you, you could definitely see why people would maybe make the connection. Um, I watched the water, video uh that doug had said he'd seen and you know i i eh, it was all right you know it wasn't it wasn't a life changer for me um they did lemmy said that he uh that he liked the dog house um <laughs> um 
which uh, Tim corrected him and said the pound house. And yeah. I thought I it was very nice. The dog house. <laughs> yeah, Doug House. Or yeah, Doug House or Dog House. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was nice that Tim just took a break from Lemmy just to say, you know what, Pound House and like Two Wet Crew, those are the best shows. Those are just like the best shows. Like he's just saying that right to Lemmy. I thought that was thought that was funny, and I agree. Those shows are great. Uh, Doug's content is great. If if people listening to this have not gone fully into the Doug uh, world, they should because it just lines up exactly with all this stuff. Um, so, yeah, uh, let me, I thought he made a good point at one point. He said something about like, um, you know, they were talking politics for a bit and he said every country swings to the left and to the right over the course of history. It just depends on where you are at that moment. So people are always kind of saying the grass is greener or like, oh, I'm going to leave here and I'm going to go there. And I've been guilty of that myself. And thought it was a good point that he's that he said that just things swing and you just depending on where you are you're never gonna know um i thought it was interesting tim said that he's uh him and doug went on a bike ride and got spotted at the coffee shop so it's cool to hear also that like this podcast is growing and people are recognizing them for their podcast and not just i don't know yeah. whatever it is that they've done prior however many years ago because this is so um, current and so relevant and it's just such a well-done proportion that's sure. consistent. And that's honestly what we, that's what like good podcast should be is just consistent and yes. have good quality we're, to it. And the guests too have definitely improved over time. Not that they were yeah. bad, but they've just been consistently hitting it with good people. Yeah, for sure. For sure. They find their, they found they're finding their vibe here. My last notes from the Lemmy interview were that they talked about, Lemmy, you know, their favorite uh, curse words, which they said, you know, cunt is uh, is Lemmy's favorite, the C word, um, which I do think it is very interesting the way that it's used differently kind of in the UK and, um, you know, England, Scotland, those places, they, they're throwing around cunts like nobody's business and... Um, I thought it was interesting the the mate bit how it's just like what's up mate you know like the mate being this like you know fighting words if you you know if you, you call somebody mate you're pretty much asking for a brawl Euro Truck Simulator you ever hear of that I have have uh, you played it I have not uh, it looks cool it looks cool I watched a little video of Limmy playing it and like he has the steering wheel and everything and I think he's just, it's like almost like a Grand Theft Auto-y kind of a thing, I assume. I think you're just in a truck and you just drive around and fucking smash shit up. So, looks fun. Um, you would, Do you play games like that? Not so much the simulators, no. not. Uh, okay. I mean, Roller Coaster Tycoon, I'm sure everybody's gotten into that. Okay. Or The Sims, but okay. it's been a long time since I played simulator okay. games. Um, gaming Chairs. <laughs> any you got you got one is I that don't, something i don't okay, I, okay. I, I have my couch does that count it's a black ikea and it has the little fold-up thing for more storage yeah that's my yeah. gamer chair i wasn't sure how deep you got you know you might have showed me one of these full-on you know head holding crazy speaker built-in insane gaming chairs which are pretty crazy i thought about getting gaming has i'm trying to uh edit something in surround sound and the only way to do it is with gaming stuff like the game, like headphones and the game chairs are some of the only ways that you can 
unless you get like a full 5.1 speaker setup in your studio or your office or whatever, which just seems like a lot, or you could just buy this pair of like PlayStation headphones that, that somehow simulate surround sound. So uh, I don't know why I'm talking about that, but uh, yeah, gaming stuff is pretty pretty uh, technologically advanced. Could be cool just for like somebody that doesn't play games just to have. I don't know. Um, John Cleese uh, statues oh, yeah, I mentioned. They go in on John Cleese. I didn't expect that. They coming. did. They did. You know, but whatever. You know, who cares? I mean, I think that's the point. It's just like, look, you can't bust a guy's balls. Like Lemmy said, like every three years he's good for saying something stupid that people are going to rip him for. But I mean, obviously John Cleese is one of the class, you know, one of the classics, but he's old as shit now. People get old and say dumb shit. So, um, yeah, this was a long interview with Lemmy. This this is why I have a ton of notes. This was just like, yeah, this went on and on. It kind of took us all the way out to um, the uh, it took us pretty much to the end of the show. But yeah, Lemmy, very cool. I think it was a, a cool combo. Uh, you know, people are excited about it online on Twitter and stuff. People are excited about the. They've been waiting for this, uh, so. That's cool. Um, he kind of talked about this Mike Cernovich, Greg Gutfield, this whole Vic Twitter kind of thing. They they went down a they went down a hole there, which I don't know if it's really worth getting into. But um, you know, obviously Vic's Twitter always has fun stuff going on, so everybody should you know fun political and just Vic Vic stirs it up. You know, his videos get it going, which. Um, you know, as you can tell, everybody like like Andrew. I mean, this Andrew Callahan that was on earlier. I was like, okay, everybody's being influenced by Vic, and everybody's, which is funny because Vic was every influence from Doug, and it's just it's cool to see this this kind of chain of of the people they have guests, and I watch their videos. I'm like, oh, this guy's just throwing some Vicisms in there now, which are Vicisms are kind of like Dougisms, and it's all very cool um, how it, it loops around like that, but. The last thing there was a guy Chad that called about um about the music industry and, and live performers and they got into an interesting talk here about the kind of the value of entertainers in this kind of in, in, where we are now and over the course of history and if if it's kind of like a big reset for how we value entertainers and live performers if that's like a good thing or or where we're at I, I don't know if you thought too deeply about that or, or if you had any thoughts but i thought it was an interesting thing to think about it's an interesting and i i admire the music industry for a variety of reasons it's like that release that eventually gets snowballed into other people feeling the same way and then with that mesh of money also being thrown in that's also interesting so i think for venues and artists to reevaluate how they're compensated for their time and their efforts moving forward, especially post COVID. Um, that's an important thing to address because I think the elements that have helped artists get money or, or revenue in the past have changed dramatically. So to have the opportunity to think, all right, what's going further, what should change? That's an important question to ask. Yeah, right now everybody's kind of being reset on on even ground, and I don't know how you move forward from there, and I don't know how how one kind of cracks in now. But if some of the some of the you know kind of influx of of money was reassessed, I, I like how I've heard that like Ticketmaster and some of these places are really struggling because a lot of them spend the money 
that they've sold for tickets before the concerts even happen. So there was a, you know, this year, all the concerts that are happening were supposed to ha- be happening. That money that they, you know, the, all the refund money is like putting these companies in real big uh, trouble. So I th- I've always thought, yeah, those service fees and those middlemen are always going to be problematic. And um, it, it's, I don't know, it just might be better for people to have more control or have smaller organizations have more control over their, uh, like a smaller middleman, somebody that manages and puts together tours and shows for smaller labels and smaller bands could be better than just having these one, I don't know, I'm going down a thing, but yeah, basically I could see some good out of it. And I think, I think Tim was getting at that too, that there could be this new way to, to do things, um, which, you know, because of this pandemic, so... We will see. Um, moving to After Hours. Um, let's see. After Hours started... I think I got on late, but I think I think Tim was doing his Bob Dylan um, impression. Oh, yeah. Like, he was doing his... Is it, is it his Reagan uh, getting shot? Like, I can't remember what it is now, but... Well, they mentioned that Bob Dylan's releasing an album on Friday, and Tim yeah. guessed that Rolling Stone was going to give it a 5 out of 5. Yeah, um, yeah, that yeah, we get we get to those reviews later. Um, let's see. So so Ellie was the f- the first caller, um, and uh, my replacement. Your replacement. I have yeah. talked to Ellie. She seems interesting. She's she's confident. I thought she had a good call. Um, I thought her pun was eh, it was all right. <laughs> um, but but then she made up for it by singing the um, you know America's funniest home videos theme song, which I hadn't. I don't think I've heard in 30 years or something. So, so that was they good. Just played the bit, didn't they? Or did she, no? She actually played that. She sang it. Yeah, oh. yeah. She 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 went all in. So it was good. She had good energy. Um, I we we did have a little. I did have a little contact with her. I looked at her Instagram. She, you know, they talked about her Beef House uh, comics and stuff. She she's a really talented illustrator and and seems like a big fan. So. We're gonna talk to her. We're gonna we're gonna see if maybe she uh, wants to help out in the show. We'll we'll see. Uh, we'll update you next week on that. But um, then basically the next call I think was me, and this is when um, I talked to Tim. And I'll just I'll just say that I was not expecting to be on. I was like chilling in the backyard, yeah, listening. What were you doing? I, I, I was just laying down on a little couch, you know, like a little outdoor kind of couch in my backyard and listening and taking notes on my iPad and like just not because you weren't on. I was going to be like, well, I'm not going to go on. I'm going to wait for so Carl could come on and we can do it together and he could ask the question. I kind of built this thing up in my mind that we'd have like a little thing to do. So but, you know, quickly after after hours started, Matt just sent me like a chat message in there and said, hey, you want to come on? And then. I didn't even respond and he like and I didn't have my video up. I just had my background, which I thought was like an indicator that I didn't want to be on. And before then he's just like Tiger Shrimp's on. I was like, oh shit, I'm on. So like I had to click it on and I was like, oh hey. So I just I didn't know where that was gonna go, but obviously the boys were so nice, uh and uh to me. Um sorry Carl, they ripped you a little bit, but fine. Um I thought the car the car drops from whoever <laughs> the car drops up let's yeah i'll say this as being caller you when you're on zoom and after hours you can't hear the drops so i'm just hearing these guys burst out laughing here and there and i'm like 
I'm great. They're laughing at everything I'm saying, but no, they were just laughing at the drops in the background. Um, so that was interesting. Um, I want to thank them, the boys, for for having us on that, or for having me on, and uh, yeah. But um, you know, like I said, I, I did. I, I felt bad after re-listening. I was like, shit. They kind of gave Carl a pretty hard time. Where in the moment I w- was just thought it was a little more fun, but I was like, man, I might feel I might feel bad if I listen to that afterwards because Tim. Tim was hard, you know, he was like, here's your one note, you should get a new co-host. I was like, oh, God, like, that's not, that's not nice. Hey, <laughs> um, it's, it's fine. He, he, uh, he came it. back and he came back and said he was just joking around. So um, he kind of walked it back a little bit. But um, I mean, I'm surprised that they were, they were so nice to you. And just the whole idea of like, why, like, why yeah. do you want to recap a podcast that anybody can listen to? Trust me, I was <laughs> I was fright I was frightened of ever going on and doing and like just telling them and being like, oh, I'm the guy that does the recap. Like, I was expecting to, for them to be like, what recap? You know what I mean? I was expecting them to, to explain what the recap was, but they yeah. were like, oh no, yeah, we all listened to it. I was like, oh my god, really? Or maybe That's- they just bullshitted it, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, when we yeah. did those drops, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, that uh-huh. was cool. How you talked? About we'll never that. know. You know what, Doug? Doug seemed like he honestly listened to it. I mean, he because he kind of jumped in and said it, and then, you know, so either way, it was really good. Uh, good promotion for this show, and uh, we really, I really appreciate Matt letting us on and for the the kind words kind words to me and, and and mean words to carl here um yeah, yeah. <laughs> but carl Keep listen i think i think cool. even with this even within this episode carl i will say that i think you've you've maybe tried to dig a little deeper i, I don't know like you know maybe try to add more or something but um i've i think i think it's been really fun what we've been doing and i, I would i would never uh even entertain the idea of of replacing you or anything like that that was all just in, in good fun and i think you know maybe in a maybe someday we could we could um we could go on or you can go on and we could keep this little relationship going here and there it would be good for us and uh yeah it could be fun and um matt had said uh you know i'd ask those guys if they wanted to be on this podcast and they said that would be crossing a line which i thought was funny but uh, but Matt has said that he would like to be on the show, so we're going to schedule him for a show. I was thinking, if he's not taking a big break or something, that they say they talked an off week in a couple weeks. I said, oh, maybe that would be a good time to just do a non-episode recap and just talk to to him and the the guy Wes and maybe even Jay the intern or something and get some behind the just do like a behind the scenes kind of episode, just yeah. interview style thing That'd might be, cool. be fun. Um. So yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. And um, hearing that, were you crushed, Carl, or were you okay? All right. So I w- I looked at my phone this morning because you texted me one Late. last night. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't sure what I was gonna <laughs> listen to. I I definitely yeah. just had a dreading the whole day. Like, oh my god, like, what the fuck are they gonna say? Like, this is gonna be <laughs> so stupid. Like. I'm gonna hear this yeah. and be crushed by a podcast that I yeah. I, I mean, listen, I during COVID, I I didn't want to like, I I don't know if that text was helpful or made made more dread, but I thought it would have been kind of fucked up if I just didn't tell you. So last night I, would, I last night I re-listened and I was like, shit, maybe Carl already listened and he's like mad and like because if you had to have listened, I would have thought I would have heard something or maybe not heard something back from you because you might have been like. Well, fuck Mike. He's an asshole. He didn't defend me, or he did, you know, he just kind of <laughs> threw me under the bus there. Like, fuck this guy. I'm done with this. So, 
I'm glad you I'm glad you hadn't heard it and I was able to kind of get ahead of it and say, look, I re-listened. I wanted to just give you a heads up just so you're not just like, you know, I don't know what it might have been a weird, a different experience if you were just listening along and, and heard that. So, Definitely. Um, well, I'm glad we're good. We're all we're all good there. Nothing to worry about. We're going to keep it going. Um, the rest of after hours. I noted some stuff. I don't know if much of it is super worth getting into. There was some guitar jamming. I'll just, which is always fun to let the boys get through some drops. Um, I think that the people with the guitars is, you know, I, 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 I get how it's fun for Tim to, to like jam along with guitar. He just probably just kind of fried after doing the whole show and just talking and standing. And yeah. it's probably fun to just let loose and do something else. But as a viewer, I'm like, ah, eh, okay, this like two guys on a Zoom guitar is kind of fucking dice. But the it's a good time for for Vic and Doug to get it out of their system and go drop crazy, which is nice. Yeah. Um, did you have anybody that you noted any callers or anything from After Hours? I don't know if you took many notes about this, but um, no, I was just waiting. For, <laughs> I was just interested in what they would say. Yeah. About. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Well, after that, I mean, so after I was on, I was like, just kind of stunned. I kind of yeah. just sat. I'm like, I can't uh, believe that that would just happen. So I didn't pay right. terrible attention, but I did listen back. Yeah. To Two the notes I have was that, um, Tim mentioned seeing the new Spike Lee movie. The, the yeah. Five Bloods. Did you see that Mike? Uh, I started it. I haven't finished it. Um, very, very strange. Did you watch it? Yes. What did you think? I liked it. I mean, yeah. in comparison to the other Spike Lee movies, it's definitely different, and it's not as quick to hit you with these important things that he's trying to convey. Um, well, it starts with, like, a documentary-style thing that's, like, yeah. you know, this crazy thing. I, I don't know. I was very sort of confused about the format. I think Tim kind of pointed that out. And then early on, when they get to, they're, like, doing the Vietnam flashback, but they're, like, still themselves yeah i read <laughs> like, into the that fuck is Not, going I mean, on imdb trivia is only going to say so much but the reason that they were seen as older even if there was a flashback is because they're still living these events as if they're in this older like shell like they're living it as their older selves that's sort of yeah that sort of made sense like their their memories that they can't shake that yeah. are just with them currently and all the time there's yeah. it's so fresh that it's like they're right there but yeah yeah, so, no. So that that was interesting. I, I will finish it, obviously, but it's a long fucker. Um, yeah, I did so, it in one shot, but I was really contemplating if I should break it up over two yeah. or so. But uh, Tim also brings up. I think he just starts to riff on like stand-up comedians and how he's joked about stand-up over the years and just I mean, yeah. The, before yeah. before we before we get into that, I just. Uh, there was the they talked about pick pitchfork reviews a little bit and how annoying and, and dumb those are, which I just completely agree with. I just feel so strongly about how much I hate these reviews and giving thing numbers and five point sevens and I just fucking hate that world yeah. so much. So I just need to just say that. Um somebody had, had mentioned the um the the live show in LA having a weird vibe and Vic doing somersaults onto the stage, which I, I thought was funny. Um, I wanted to mention, I saw, I was, did you ever see them live? Did you ever see Tim and Eric or any of these things live? I saw the mandatory tour when they came you to did. Philly. How was the, how was the audience there? Was it just all fun and super fans? I think we were biased because, you know, 
they both went to college at that point, like a few blocks uh, away. And okay. Tim being from big, Pennsylvania. Big hometown crowd. Big yeah. hometown crowd. Yeah. But it was cool. Yeah, no issues. Nobody heckled them. I saw them in um in Melbourne, Australia at one of their first shows. I, I was working there and it just happened to be that I was able to go and the crowd there I was very interested to see what the crowd would be like there because it was like do people in Australia are people in Australia into this? They were so into it. Um I went with somebody who had never who didn't know anything about Tim and Eric or any kind of that humor. I was just like, come to this thing with me and you know, you'll you'll like it. You have a good sense of humor and that's always super fun to just bring somebody cold into this giant theater filled with people in on this joke laughing. And it's like, what the fuck is this? It's, it is this very cultish kind of thing where the people that do go normally 95% of them are going because they get it and they've been fans for a long time. So yeah, that's weird that they, that somebody said the vibe was strange. I, I've always had that experience that the vibe has been big and good at these shows. Um, yeah, before the stand-up comedy, I want to just say Uncle Phil, oh, his job, uh, yeah. Phil Braun, really some wild shit this uh, <laughs> this this weekend after hours. Um, he's, he's consistently going further and further out there. I remember Phil from years ago coming on and like talking about baseball and being so calm and you know just like he's taking it so far, which is which is very funny. I'm, I'm glad he's building it up, but. He said he has to buy an 8K camera setup now that he saw Lemmy's camera setup. And um, he went on this crazy fucking bit about his new job is making kids cry on movie sets by, um, you know, <laughs> telling them these terrible stories about their grandparents. And, you know, he said he's going to put tar- tarantulas on three year olds and really, really fucking strange, Phil. But good stuff. Um, keep it going. Um, what do you think of Phil? Phil crushes it. Whenever Phil he calls in it. with these fake stories or fake uh, yeah. plots that he's going down, they're always good, and he always delivers it pretty well. Sure, yeah, I, I agree. Um, on Cinema Head came on. You're not a Twitter guy, so maybe you don't know who that is, but mm-hmm. um, he's a guy that does a lot of these. He just does them himself. He's a video editor that just takes some of the videos that already exist and chops them up, cuts them up, takes office hours video and, and, and does funny shit with them. And the boys use them for promos and Tim retweets them a lot. And um, it was cool to see him. You had a sitar, which seems like an interesting guy. And um, I was like, uh, you know, he sh- we should we should get him. He'd be a good like kind of guest kind of guy to come be on a show at some point, too. So, um, yeah, uh, I don't know his name but i think i I think i might we might try to reach out to him and then yeah somebody asked about the stand-up special i think i think i think on cinema had asked about the stand-up special and um yeah so what did you what did you want to say about that because i have some thoughts uh i didn't have much to say about the on cinema special just not the on the uh the stand-up special just the stand-up oh yeah tim ripping on stand-ups funny uh i found myself seeing or watching or listening to uh select Joe Rogan podcast and they always talk about the store going to the store trying out this material at the store and to just hear Tim go off on stand-up comedy as a whole was interesting yeah I um Tim had this bit this used to be my favorite fucking thing ever was 
in the Tim and Eric days, early Tim and Eric days, Tim would do this bit before he was like a known guy. Like I don't, I don't, I think it would it would be hard for him to show up at a comedy club now without being known. I mean, it would be impossible. But back then, he would go as Tim Heidecker, go to these stand, these open mics that nobody knew where he who he was, and he'd come up and just be the lamest fucking stand up guy. And there's videos on. He has videos of it. And I, my example of why I loved Tim and so much, even when Tim and Eric was like, I would show friends. I would I wouldn't show them awesome show. I'd be like, watch this. This is incredible. And he just you know picks it apart and does this. Um, he had this like Coke and Pepsi bit. It was just the lamest thing you could ever think of. And I thought it was so genius to like for him to he would purposely mumble words and, and mess up sentences. And it's so it was like really well thought out because he did it. You can watch like multiple videos and he does like the exact same performance. And part of the performance is like messing up jokes and shit, really corny jokes and uh, throwing in, like, swear words, and, you know, he would go on this rant about going to the movie theater and trying to order a, a Pepsi, but they only had Coke. And, uh, and it, it's the other thing is, when you go to a movie theater, you go up and you go to the concession stand. <laughs> Has anyone ever been there? They go, I go to the, the other day, I go to see a movie, and I go to the con- concession stand, and the guy goes, or the, the girl behind the, I say, uh, can I get a Coke? And the girl there says to me, can I, this bitch behind the counter goes, can I, we only got Pepsi. <laughs> so I go, well, she says, is it Pepsi or I can't? Is Pepsi okay? She says. And I go, no, if I wanted Pepsi, I would have ordered Pepsi. <laughs> so. It's, it's ridiculous. You got to watch it. I highly recommend anybody that is not, doesn't know what I'm talking about to watch it if you're a fan of, of Tim's. And you'll totally understand why um, this might be, too much for somebody like Comedy Central because it is just a teardown of these these kind of goofs that go up there and um, yeah, Tim, put it out. We will put, you put it up for five bucks, like Louis C.K. or whatever. I mean, you'll you'll make some. You'll probably make your money back. I mean, if you want to do a donation thing, I think that's that's smart too. I remember last I was on the show months ago and I asked about it and we had joked about doing it as a, a Patreon and you were like, yeah, that'll be the the one thousand uh, dollar, you know, uh, reward. So, yeah, put it out. We'll buy it, um, and we'll we would love to donate, right? Yeah, you agree, right, Carl? Yeah. And it's old. Like I'm, I'm just now looking back at what he's posted on YouTube, and some of his stand-up bits there are thirteen years old. Yeah, I'm telling you, go back There's and watch. If you see him in the leather jacket, if you see him on the leather jacket, um, yeah, he runs really that funny. leather jacket, <laughs> green shirt, so much. It's funny. I agree. I, I have a hard time with stand-up comedy too. I, I think the whole thing's kind of makes me very uncomfortable. I have some close friends that are stand-up comics, and they're a lot of them feel the same way. Like they like they they hate it. Like they have to go do it because they're like trying to you know get the next deal or whatever but whenever i go to these shows it just makes me so fucking creeped out to like you know hang with the guy you know they're all talking about each other and analyzing their jokes and i'm just like this is so gross you guys are gross like even the order that they go up in anybody who wants to put him up first and then the middle guy like crushes it and then whoever's Uh half decent or up and coming goes on last yeah, the, yeah. The, I don't know, um, it's just funny. I also don't know that world all that well, minus what I've listened to. I don't. I always loved the way that uh, Doug and Tim and those guys did shows. I was always happy that they didn't do stand up, and 
like Doug doing a stand-up set, quote unquote, is always so cool because he does the in the mix shit. And goddamn, I would piss my pants laughing at that because that's a performance, and he would mix in just the, some jokes and stuff. But um, shit is tight. I don't know if he has those performances up on online. But he did want he posted one performance that he did live, but it was for Pound House yeah. when uh, he was on tour recently. Yeah, I've seen them. I've seen the Tim and Eric show so many times live and, you know, back in the day was always just like a a given that Doug would be the warm up kind of guy and just get you in the mood. I mean, he was perfect at that. So check that out, too, if you can. Um, You. uh, Carl, you got you want to play us a song today or what? Yeah, I can try to. Yes. Carl is bringing more to the table. As was asked of him, he is going to play a song for us. He's going to play us off today. All right. This is the prelude of Majora's Mask. Good episode, Carl. Um, uh, I think that... uh, you know, you've taken it in stride. I'm, I'm happy to hear that you're, you didn't have your feelings hurt too much by, by Tim's words. I think you gotta, you gotta remember that he's hard. I mean, listen, I was, I was shocked that I got, I got off so easy. I was scared. I was like, oh my God. I was like, this, he's being so nice. How, it's shocking. He's not, you know, it's hard for him to get him to be nice, but, um, but you've done a great job. Good comeback. Um, good strong return strong response to that yeah this was a good episode there's stuff to talk about so not that there isn't normally but you know we had stuff to talk about yeah overall really good office hours uh 10 out of 10 10.0 on the pitchfork scale today for the for the office hours episode that's what i'm five popcorns five sodas and on cinema yeah six bags of popcorn um Okay. Let's he- let's hear it, Carl. I'll, I'll I'll it'll be playing underneath all this goodbye chit chat. Okay. Right. So right. well, we'll see you next week, guys, and uh, everybody uh, be safe, peace and love, and uh, take care. We'll see you next week.